When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Are you ready for some scolding hot takes? Talking Vikings with Dane Misutani and Chase Frederick. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Misutani, joined today by Tyler Vasquez for Kickoff in the Valley. Our brother, Odyssey Podcast, um, he covers the Cardinals um, down in Arizona. And with the Vikings and Cardinals meeting this weekend, we figured, why not just team up and, and knock this thing out of the park? Tyler, how you doing? I'm good, bud. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Stay, we appreciate you filling warm. in. So far, so good. Um, <laughs> I think we had like a 50-degree day yesterday, which in late October you can't complain about. Uh, it's I, I a little different that. with you guys, right? Like, well, I asked that for my own selfish reasons. I, I'm hopping on a flight Saturday to go to Minnesota, and I'm waiting to see, uh, you know, how bad it's going to be and how many layers I've got to be in. Yeah, it's uh, so it's like we we live on pretty much opposite schedules, right? Like you guys just don't go outside in the summer because it's too hot, and we don't go outside exactly. in the winter because it's too cold. So, yeah, so you'll be got, at the game on Sunday. Yes, sir. We we've gotten a, a weird kind of cold front uh, the last I don't know three or four days, where I thought I was escaping uh, some heat, but now I'm just going from cold to cold, and it's going to be maybe a dif- different layers or, or different degrees of cold. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I'll be at the game Sunday. Where uh, I actually own what's called Bird Gang Travel. We are a Arizona Cardinal fan travel company. Um, or an Arizona Cardinal inspired fan travel company. Don't want to get sued by the team. Uh, but so we, we actually, you know, we follow the team around, we throw these big parties and events. Uh, we're doing a big tail. Well, I wouldn't say a big tailgate for Minnesota, but it'll probably be 30, 40, 50 fans uh, getting together prior to, to the game. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. And I'm looking at the weather right now. We got high of 66 on Saturday, high of 62 on Sunday. So you'll be all right. I th- I th- yeah, I think I'll take it'll that. Be okay. That's Perfect. good. Well, let's just kind of hop in. I mean, um, I'm joining you guys later on Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. So I'm joining you guys later to kind of break down the Vikings. But but glad to have you on to kind of break down the Cardinals. Um, just kind of, a, kind of a weird season to this point. I feel like every team in the NFL could pretty much say that. Like this, this league year as a whole – has felt a little abnormal so far, but like, how do you kind of break down the Cardinals to this point? Three and four, I guess some, at sometimes feeling like they're struggling, but still only a game back in, in the NFC West. So kind of a 30,000 foot view of the team, you know, what are the Vikings dealing with this Sunday? Uh, a car crash. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is where, where when you see one on the highway, you got a rubber neck and, and you, you can't help but look right. Like that's kind of the Cardinals right now. Um, and I hate to be so down on my team, uh, especially coming off a win against the saints last Thursday uh, on, on Thursday night football on prime. 
you know, I think a lot of people nationally now got to see see the Cardinals. You know, I don't know how many people have been watching them throughout the season uh, outside of Arizona. Um, you know, this team is supposed to be built by an explosive offense, and it's been anything but. Uh, it, it the Cardinals are. I think they're eighth in spending on, on offense in the league. And then they're like 32nd, 31st, somewhere around there uh, in defensive spending. So the idea was let's put all these weapons, all these tools around Kyler Murray and let's just live and die by our offensive guru head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. And ultimately the defense, we've invested a lot of draft picks. So let's let the young guys play and see what happens. Um, I don't think anyone expected this defense to play as well as it has. And really that's been the the backbone of this team is this defense. They've kept them in games, limiting teams to, you know, around 20 points, uh, just, just helping it to where the offense should theoretically be putting up 20 plus, but they just haven't been. Uh, the Cardinals have been getting off to very slow starts when it comes to the opening drive to the first half. I, I mean, sometimes recently it's almost been like, okay, only one quarter is really bad, whether it's the first quarter or the second, where the first few games it was like, oh, the entire first half is really bad. So uh, that's something, again, they'll look to try to correct in Minnesota and get off to a quick start again. And and as we're eight weeks in, you're, you're hoping uh, we'll see something different. Sure. We'll we'll talk like big picture NFC here um, in the next segment, but just kind of continuing this breakdown. I, I like the car crash metaphor. It's like it's so bad you can't look away at, at times, right? But mm-hmm. how do you how do you kind of look at you know with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup, um, the splits with him in the lineup comparative to when he is not in the lineup are significant. I know Hollywood Brown goes down in, in the midst of a career year, but is the presence of DeAndre Hopkins enough in your opinion to kind of push this offense forward? Or is this something that is going to continue to be a problem throughout this year? Just um, judging by what you've seen to this point out of the offense. Yeah. I mean, this, this offense goes when DeAndre Hopkins goes, I mean, we saw it last Mm -hmm. year when healthy, uh, they were one of the best offenses and best teams in the, in the NFL. Uh, through what seven eight games so when when we look at and then you look at Thursday Hopkins first night back again those slow starts he didn't get very involved in the first quarter starts to to get going a little bit in the second quarter it almost looked like there was some frustration on the bench Mm -hmm. between Kyler and Hopkins where Hopkins like hey man get me the ball Uh, he ended up with 14 targets 10 receptions 103 yards no touchdowns but those will come here uh, as the season and goes on and, and Hob gets reacclimated to the offense. Um, what's really unfortunate for this team is, like you were saying, Hollywood Brown was acquired probably because they knew DeAndre Hopkins was going to be suspended. And uh, mm-hmm. so they trade that first round pick to get Hollywood Brown. A lot of people at the time said, ah, oh, he has drop problems. Ah, oh, he's, you know, is he worth a first round pick? Uh, I, you know, looking at his production before the injury here, Hollywood Brown was you know, top five receiver in the NFL. So um, what's unfortunate is you were hoping to see now Hollywood Brown's going against, you know, the top defender uh, in the secondary for, for many teams. And, and now when week six hits, you're hoping, or week seven hits, you're hoping Hopkins comes back. What can Hollywood Brown now do with a healthy DeAndre Hopkins when now you can't guard him, you can't double them both. So what's going to happen there? Well, now we don't get to see that for probably a month. 
So, you know, what, what for the Vikings sake this weekend, it's, it's uh, probably a little bit helpful that we're not going to have that two headed monster. Uh, you know, I know you guys have had, uh, obviously you've got an impact player in yourself and Justin Jefferson, and then also Adam Thielen. I've always been a big Adam Thielen guy. Um, this was going to be our kind of duo. So, uh, with Zach Ertz in the middle. So mm-hmm. what you're going to see this Sunday is, is Hopkins makes this team go. If you could somehow shut him down, uh, that would be the key to, to probably slowing down this offense. Uh, now, again, this offense doesn't get started quick, so it's just containing them throughout the game. Um, I would say, you know, what was interesting last week about DeAndre Hopkins is, uh, they used them very heavy in the slot more than they've ever have. Uh, and they moved them around a lot. One of the knocks on Cliff Kingsbury is for being quote unquote, an offensive guru is all of his play calling is, uh, has a lot to be desired, right? It's very mm-hmm. basic. Uh, they're not doing much that's different and it's very easy to figure out. So when we've looked at last year, Deandre Hopkins, the big criticism was he only played on one side of the field more games than none. I mean, they didn't move him around. They didn't have him go across field. They didn't do anything like that. And when you've got a player like that, that can get open, you want to, you want to get mismatches. You want to get things that are, are going to create more opportunities. Well, then this year when Hopkins was out, you looked at Hollywood Brown's play chart and same thing only on one side of the field. So it's kind of like cliff. Are we creative or are we not? Um, but now the, the sign of hope is, like I said, last week against the saints, uh, Hopkins was moved all around the field. He was used a lot in the slot. And from what I read the other day, I believe the Vikings are ranked dead last in the NFL in coverage on slot receivers. So if they do that again, uh, I I think for those fantasy owners, you might want to queue up, uh, for a large day for Deandre Hopkins on the other side. Uh, if you have a Irv Smith, the Cardinals can't stop a tight end to save their life. So uh, definitely plug him in your lineup as well. Look at that. We're versatile. We're, we're a fantasy football podcast too. There you go. Uh, you, you are right. Like the Vikings ranked dead last in, in coverage of a slot receiver. They're also 28th in the league, giving up 272 yards per game to opposing passing offenses. So the Vikings play this, this shell coverage with, with Ed Donatel. It's, it's kind of derived from the Vic Fangio scheme where, you play high to low and make the, the offense be patient. Uh, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll force Kyler to make mistakes at, at times, but I, I do foresee a big day out of DeAndre Hopkins just because the Vikings consistently this year have, have been willing to give up the chunk plays, give up the, you know, the 10 yard in over the middle or the, the, you know, the 15 yard dig over the top. so not to get beat deep. Um, so I could see DeAndre Hopkins making an impact in in, in that sense um, with how the Vikings have just kind of played defensively this year. I want to ask you about Kyler Murray because this defense for the Vikings is predicated on we're fine, we'll bend, we'll bend, we just won't break in the end. Um, we're going to make the opposing quarterback be patient to the point where if they aren't, if they get a little bit rushed in their delivery, they will make a mistake. It's, it's almost assuming mistakes on the opposite side of the ball. How is Kyler Murray going to fare with that? Um, in your opinion, will he be able to kind of be patient, be that person who can take what the defense is giving him, or is, is as we've seen at times in the past with Kyler, be a turnover-prone guy? Like, Will that bother him to the point where he's taking unnecessary risks down the field and, and perhaps that's leading to turnovers for, for the Cardinals? 
Well, Kyler Murray, one thing that's good about him is is he is pretty safe with the football. I mean, he did have a couple of interceptions the last the, the first few weeks. He did not have any against the Saints. Um, uh, Kyler Murray, when focused, is probably a top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, we saw that last year. We've seen that the year before. We've yet to see that this year. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it There is an internal, which isn't so internal because it's been caught on camera now in two different games, um, kind of strife between Ky- uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you've seen them kind of go at it on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it it, de- it really depends what Kyler Murray shows up this weekend. I'll tell you that. Um, if Kyler Murray uses his legs more than ten times, they typically win the game. I think they're eleven and two uh, in games that he's run over ten times. So, uh, you know, you're going to get a, a combo with Kyler, right? He's gonna he's he's got mm-hmm. like like I said, a lot of weapons. He's got uh, the the he's got the uh, DeAndre Hopkins of the world. He's got the Zach Ertz. They just drafted a tight end of the second round, Trey McBride, uh, in addition to uh, Rondell Moore, who's explosive in his own right, and probably one of the fastest players on the field. Uh, they've also got a guy that some people became acquainted with. Depends how, how you look at it on the outside, but Greg Dortch, uh, who's mm-hmm. who's a very explosive guy. He was probably number he was number one in NFL separation. I don't know if he is anymore because he hasn't played much since Rondell Moore came back. But they uh, benched AJ Green last week, so uh, in favor of playing Rondell Moore more. Or, I mean, not Rondell Moore. Sorry, in favor of playing Greg Dortch more. So I think you're going to see that again. So when it comes to Kyler Murray. Um, He's got the weapons. He's got everything on the field. It sucks that he doesn't have uh, Hollywood Brown to, to rely on. And then the other thing is, like I said, he's got his legs. So mm-hmm. I don't think any defenses scare him, so to speak, unless it's that Rams defense that they played in the uh, playoff game last year uh, where he just <laughs> threw like some ugly pass out of the end zone um, for a pick six. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Whatever the Vikings do, I I, I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be too alarmed. But again, it's one of those things where are him and Cliff on the same page because that's kind of been the problem, and I think that's led to the frustration. You'll see it at least once or twice this week where uh, the play clock will run out. They'll burn a timeout. They did it three times last game, and I get it. This happens with quarterbacks every game maybe every couple games but with the cardinals it literally happens twice a game probably on average i want to find the stat i'm gonna go like watch every game and see how many times we burn timeouts to avoid the play clock running out because it literally is every game and and that's where you see the tension start boiling over between cliff and kyler and um you know i i don't know whose fault it is i've had former players on our podcast say you know, that's Cliff Kingsbury not getting the call in on time. And then I've had other people say, well, it looks like when Kyler's getting mad, he's saying Cliff is jumping the gun and calling timeout when Kyler feels like he's has it under control. So we'll see what, what, what we get this Sunday when it comes to how much they're on the same page. Yeah, it should be an interesting matchup Sunday nonetheless. When we come back a little bit more about Kyler Murray and then just kind of a breakdown of the NFC as a whole. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joined today by Tyler Vasquez. He's he kickoff in the Valley host, co-host. Uh, they cover the Cardinals for, for the Odyssey podcast family. Um, glad, great to have him on today. Tyler just did a great breakdown of Kyler Murray and, you know, kind of how he's handled success this season, the back and forth nature of the, you know, the roller coaster ride that that's been his season to this point. Tyler, I asked this next question kind of tongue in cheek, but it, it's become a story. Um, the oh, new man. call of duty comes out. The new call of duty comes out on Friday. Is that real? Uh, I get, because I, get, I don't, I get asked this on every show. I just want you to know that this is like a thing <laughs> everywhere, but go ahead. I, <laughs> is it real is it a thing because it, it, it's funny to talk about i i hesitate to actually think that the release of a call of duty game or a weekend double xp can can impact a player's stats it feels to me like that reddit deep dive was very coincidental and i guess like conveniently so but is there anything to this in, in your opinion no uh, it's coincidental. I, I mean, it's, is he playing call of duty? Sure. I, I mean, uh, who was it the other day from the chiefs? Was it Juju or, or someone like that? That was, that was in a press conference saying like the reason we have such great chemistry is because Kelsey, myself, MVS and Pat all play, uh, yeah. call of duty together. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that quote. And I just was like, Oh wait, we're not shredded the Kansas city <laughs> offense. That's clicking on all cylinders because they play call of duty. I, I mean, here's the thing. For fact, because I live in Arizona and in Scottsdale, there are players that I know of uh, that are in the clubs doing drugs, uh, doing all kinds of craziness. So what would you rather have? Would you rather have the guy that likes to play video games a night at his house or the guy that's out living the NFL high life lifestyle, right? Like Mm -hmm. everybody's going to have some sort of vice. You can't expect these guys to be football 365 24 7 um i will say the coincidence is more around that by the time this drop happens it's always around this time week eight week die week 10 like like the back half of the season starts right and by that point kyler murray's nicked up and he's hurt and he's been running around and getting hit like to me that's the problem is is and you see it with the cardinals this year even though the Cardinals have that great stat about Kyler Murray running over 10 times gets them W's, you've seen it this season where they don't want to run him as much, and it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't want to risk him getting hurt because every time he gets hurt, and, and when I say hurt, I don't mean like, okay, he's hurt and now he can't play. I mean hurt to the point where he's going to play injured, and when he yep. does that, he's half the man that he is when he's healthy. So, you know, he's not a guy playing through pain that that can still have that same success. So with that being said, I I think it's all a coincidence and I think people are making more of it than it needs to be. Um, I do find it funny because as I as I go way off the deep end here, the Phoenix Suns have their own uh, issues with DeAndre Ayton and playing video games really late at (laughs) night and things like that. So both a couple of the stars at Arizona uh, have some Call of Duty issues, but. 
Um, no, I, I like I said, I think it's complete, complete coincidence. Uh, I don't think the release is an issue. Um, obviously, he does. You know, he's involved with that Phase Clan group. He, he is very involved in the gaming world. But again, there's plenty of guys that are involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, I get he's your your quarterback. You want him to be the Peyton Mannings of the world or the Tom Brady's, where uh, they're the complete, you know, personification of a leader. Um, but I'll tell you, out of X amount of quarterbacks ever played in the NFL, there's only a couple guys that are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, okay? And that's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So, you know, it is what it is. I commend you, and I appreciate you you, you just calling it out, calling it like you see it. I, I think it's ridiculous. I had to ask because it literally does come up. It's come up at the facility yeah. within the Vikings this week. But it's just an insane, like, side plot of this season that that a video game is is the reason kyler murray struggles i think that's a great point you make like it's the middle of the season by that point defenses have learned tendencies and to your point kyler murray a smaller guy um tends to get nicked up here and there not unlike any any nfl players i I hope that that this is going through the vikings locker room and they're now on call of duty at night trying to see if (laughs) kyler's playing and and now they're distracted you know what i mean maybe maybe this is some jedi mind trick type stuff galaxy brain there you go galaxy brain by kyler he's he's he he puts this out in the universe three steps ahead yeah so Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith are just on call of duty all night and all of a sudden (laughs) they're off their game on sunday Oh man, we'll leave. We'll put a pin in that. We'll leave that there. Uh, just want to talk more big, big picture NFC. So, our segment one, you said this Cardinals team is a car crash. You can't look away. They are also three and four, and only one game back of the Seattle Seahawks, who lead the NFC West. Like, I get it. the The 49ers just traded for Christian McCaffrey. If you if if I was a betting man, I, I'd say they run away with that West. At some point, they, it all clicks and they figure it out. But where do the Cardinals stand? Like, I get they've had their issues. I get they now Hollywood Brown is out as DeAndre Hopkins is coming in. The defense has overperformed to this point. Perhaps there's regression to the mean in that sense. Are they someone that they should they, that that you can look at as a realistic playoff contender in this NFC, which by and large is pretty weak this year? I mean, the NFC as a whole, like you're saying, is wide open, right? Like, right. and with the addition of a, a seven team making the the playoffs, uh, you know, it, it really allows for for some uh, mediocrity uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, you know, like teams being three and four right now. They could still have plenty of hope. So, do I think the Cardinals are out of things? No, I mean, I think uh, they're right in the mix. But when you do look at this you know the division as a whole like yeah the 49ers are struggling right now right but when we look at like last year they kind of went on a tear i'm trying to see how many games it was they won their last like i don't know six of seven games something like that Mm -hmm. um they got it together like you're saying and and i would expect that at some point i would think they would turn it around um but jimmy g has not been the player that I, i think that people thought when they were um screaming for him to be the starter uh, so, you know, they make that big trade for Christian McCaffrey. And how funny was that, that that news leaked right as the Cardinals were about to celebrate a Thursday night victory. Uh, yeah. part of me, when you want to talk about coincidences, I'm like, Hmm, is that a coincidence that that news, uh, was, was dropped up to Adam Schefter or, uh, you know, and it couldn't wait for the next day when it was official official, but 
Yeah, so you got to think that the Niners figure this out just like they did last year. I mean, Jimmy G isn't the guy currently that everyone was clamoring for, but, uh, you know, with Christian McCaffrey and them getting him acclimated, you know, he got a lot of touches the other day, killed my fantasy team once again because I had Jeff Wilson. But uh, thank you, Niners, always letting me down. Um, but uh, then you then you look at the Rams, right? The Rams, Super Bowl champs, they look like a shell of themselves as well. So I, I feel like the Cardinals have a lot of opportunity here, not just for to make the playoffs, but this division's wide open. You look at last year, hopefully or not, hopefully for our sake, that they're going to figure it out just like they did last year. They got some swagger. They they traded for Christian McCaffrey now, right? Like, uh, and you still see them coming out of those the locker room with their the little swagger uh, entrance that they do. Um, right. You think Christian McCaffrey, CMC will get acclimated? Jimmy G hasn't been the guy that they've expected him to be this year or, or what fans thought they were getting when they were praying for him over Trey Lance. Um, so this division's pretty wide open. And then you look at the Super Bowl champs, the, the Rams, right? And so the Rams, they're a shell of themselves. Um, you know, they, they are getting Van Jefferson back, right? And so maybe that offense starts to click with some familiarity. Allen Robinson has not been the guy for them that they expected to replace like Odell Beckham. Um We'll we'll see if that Rams team, if uh, here's the thing through, through seven, eight weeks, right? Like, I feel like you are who you are at that point. It's not just like, Oh, we're going to get this ship corrected. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of think like you're going to fight through the problems that you have. Same thing for the Cardinals. Right. So um, I think the Rams kind of are who they are now. Now, again, the Niners, like I said, showed us last year that that can change in a second, right? Like they flipped mm-hmm. the switch those last five, six, seven games. Um, now when you look at the head of this division, who we thought was going to be the ass of the division was, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And they're kind of showing that team chemistry, uh, maybe supersedes talent, uh, in many ways, because I would say they're probably the least talented team in the division. And, uh, but they're probably playing the best football as a team than, than anyone in the division. So, um, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, but like I said, through seven games, you kind of are who you are. So maybe this is who the Seattle Seahawks are. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting, but I do think, you know, with the seven teams now making the playoffs the last couple of years, you know, it's one of those things where I think it gives a team like the Cardinals plenty of opportunity uh, and also the Vikings, right? Like it, it just opens things up where if you don't, even if you don't win your division, there's a lot of room to make the playoffs and and I could see that for, for both these teams. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the NFC as a whole and you, and you, you touched on this, but it's, it's mediocre at best. I think we have mm-hmm. one good team in the NFC, like one unequivocally good team in, in the Philadelphia Eagles. And they just added Robert Quinn yesterday and they look like they're ready to go. Um, everyone else, like the Vikings are yeah. five and one. Yeah. But I look, leave myself. Look, look at this. The Cardinals almost, they were, should have beat exactly. the Eagles, right? Like, yeah. So, and that's the Cardinals who got blown out by the Chiefs in Week One. I, I mean, the, is the NFC like I? I look at the Eagles and I'm kind of like, I almost don't believe it. Like, I feel like, sure, they're a good team. Do I think they're a great team? No, I don't. I think they're very beatable. I don't think they're up there in the class of the Chiefs, the Bills, the you know those teams that are just super dominant. Yeah, that 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 is a good point because they should have beat. The Cardinals should have beat them. The Vikings got blown out by the Eagles, and that score will reflect that. But if you look at that game closely, the Eagles did not score in the second half. The Vikings just couldn't stay out of their own way. 
So I, I look at the this NFC as a whole, and the Vikings are five and one, the Giants are six and one, the you know the the Cowboys are five and two. Those are the teams you probably would put in that top tier. But I don't know if any of them are good. I think the Cowboys are good. I think their defense is very very good. I think getting Dak back will, will help that offense. But the Vikings at five and one, like they're winning close games. There's something to be said about that. Same with the Giants, like winning on the margins. Like there's something to be said about that. But I think you make a good point about how it's just wide open and that seventh spot in the NFC leaves room for a lot of variance as far as teams that are on the outside looking in currently could easily kind of push themselves into that playoff picture. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop at the Seattle Seahawks too. I, I don't think they're a playoff team. I think at some point while they are playing well, I think talent and deficiency of talent more so kind of evens itself out over the course of a season. I would expect the 49ers to go ahead and take that division spot. And then for the Seahawks to drop back into that pack with, like you said, the Rams, the Packers from the NFC North and then the Cardinals. So I could see the Cardinals right there kind of navigating their way to, to kind of trying to sneak in it with that seventh spot. But also, like you mentioned, they're only one game back in the division right now. So certainly a big game for both the Vikings and the Cardinals coming up on Sunday. The Vikings kind of trying to show they are the class of the NFC, trying to put together a complete football game, which they have not done to any point this year so far. And the Cardinals kind of trying to stay relevant. I think if, if they drop this weekend, um, each game you lose at, at that point, seven games in, now we're going into you know week eight. Each game you lose is, is a game off the pace. So I, I think obviously both teams will be motivated coming in, but I, I'm certainly excited to see kind of how Sunday plays out as a whole. Me also. I mean, for the Cardinals, when I when I look at this team, they were leading this division last year with like three games to go, and, and it was their division to lose, and they got in their own way, similar to what you said the Vikings have done at times, right? Like it's looking at your guys' division, I think the Packers at this point are a mess. So I, I think the Vikings are, are – this is their division to lose. Um, but the Cardinals were in that same seat last year. So the difference is, is I think we had – you know, we had two teams chomping at our heels that uh, that that are <laughs> sizably better than any team in your division that that it would be chomping at your heels unless the Packers can figure this out. So, you know, when it comes to that, this Cardinals team, it to me, it's who figures it out first. Do the Rams figure their things out? Do the Niners figure their things out? Or, or is it the Cardinals? History makes me believe it won't be the Cardinals, uh, but I would love to be proven wrong. Well, that's all. We're going to take Tyler's time right now. We appreciate Tyler for joining us. Uh, like I said, I'll be hopping on, you know, kickoff in the Valley on later Thursday afternoon. Tyler, thanks so much for stopping by. We'll see you Sunday. Stay warm. I see you got that jacket on. You might need a, a couple more layers when, when, when you come up to Minnesota this weekend. Oh, this is just a windbreaker, baby. I'm going to have to throw on the full heavy-duty jacket for uh, Minnesota this weekend. But, yes, thank, thanks for having me on, and I'm excited to have you on for our episode that will drop on Friday. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. Just want to thank our guy, Tyler Vasquez, with Kickoff in the Valley. Um, be sure to give them a follow. Um, they do great work covering the Arizona Cardinals. Be sure to give us a follow, too, Inside Purple and Gold. I think we've mentioned now we're on Apple, we're on Spotify. We've recently got listed onto Google Podcast, thanks to our great producer, Spencer. Um, join us for this ride. Um, I keep saying it's a ride because it's been a roller coaster so far, but the Vikings are 5-1, and one, kind of against all odds, 
And it's something that I think if, if you want to keep following this team, we, we kind of have it all covered for you. So Jace can't be here today, but it was his idea to kind of start this purple prop party that we do kind of weekly before every single game. We just kind of go over, we use DraftKings Sportsbooks, go over the line of the game, the over-under of the game, and then we give you a lock that you, that you should hammer heading into the game. Vikings hosting the Arizona Cardinals this week at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday afternoon. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. So Vikings minus three and a half. The over under is 49. Where I kind of stand on that. Uh, look, that line itself shows what Vegas thinks of the Vikings. Um, generally speaking in the NFL, you get roughly two, two and a half points for being the home team simply. So the Vikings are at three and a half minus three and a half. Kind of just looking at something where it's, Vegas thinks that they're home, so they should have the advantage. I think Vegas sees the Vikings and Cardinals kind of as similar teams. Frankly, I see the Vikings as Cardinals and as kind of similar teams, but I will take the Vikings to cover. I think when you look at what the Vikings have offensively, um, I think they're going to be able to navigate their way down the field using a combination of Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, Justin Jefferson, all over the field. They they run him, you know, obviously on the outside in the slot, sometimes even out of the backfield as a receiver. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson will kind of have his way. Kevin O'Connell, coach, has had the entire bye week to kind of plan for this, this matchup upcoming. So I think three and a half, I think the Vikings do cover that spread. I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think you go ahead and hit the over on that too, um, 49 you know, I, I I could see this easily being a shootout of a game where, you know, 35 points wins it. So I, I think you look at that. I think the Vikings cover. I think the over hits. As far as our prop bet, so purple prop party, we, we talk about prop bets. Uh, we generally use DraftKings Sportsbooks, but when we are recording on Thursday morning, it's a little early, so that they don't have the prop bets up right now. Another you know platform we like to use. It's kind of a daily fantasy kind of arm of that. Prize picks um, certainly a, a, another fun thing that that people use regularly. Prize picks has their prop bets up right now. My lock for this week: Justin Jefferson, ninety and a half receiving yards. I will take the over on that. I understand. Look, I I know it, it, it's it's a high number it's something where you're you're essentially betting on is, is Justin Jefferson going to get over 100 receiving yards what I mentioned earlier um, they they use him all over the field they force feed him the ball sands a week two matchup with Darius Slay and the Philadelphia Eagles and kind of a week three blip against Jeffrey Okuda and the Detroit Lions Justin Jefferson has been dominant this season I expect that to continue against the Arizona Cardinals this weekend despite the fact that our friend Tyler Vasquez with, with kickoff in the Valley did mention the Cardinals have been playing well. Their, their defense has overperformed this year. Um, certainly something that that could happen again this week. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, Justin Jefferson is too good. I think he's among the best in the league. I think at the end of this season, he will have a legitimate argument for being the best in the league. And I think 90 and a half this weekend is a lock. So go ahead and hammer that 90 and a half, take the over. We don't have this queued up, but I'm looking at prize picks right now. D 
DeAndre Hopkins is 70 and a half. Go ahead and take that over too. I'd hammer both those overs. Um, I think Justin Jefferson will have his way against the Cardinals defense, but I think DeAndre Hopkins will also have his way against the Vikings defense that consistently sits back in shell. Um, but your lock for this week, Justin Jefferson, over 90 and a half receiving yards. That is all we have for this episode of Inside Purple and Gold. Want to thank our friend Tyler Vasquez at kickoff in the, with Kickoff in the Valley. Um, be sure to be tuning in this week to kind of their podcast and our feed, as well as our podcast and our feed. Um, we got it all covered ahead of this weekend's game against between the, the Vikings and, and the Cardinals. Thanks again for stopping by. Make sure you're shooting us a follow. I'm Dane Mizutani signing off from Inside Purple.